Let me uh, begin this devotion by quoting for you again the scripture we're focusing on for these weeks. It's found in Romans chapter 8, verses 28 and 29. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son. Now there's an important phrase in that verse 28. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are surrendered to the purposes of God. In other words, for us to be a successful Christian, which is to be conformed to His image, as verse 29 says, there are two prerequisites. Number one, we must love God. And number two, we must be surrendered to the purposes of God. Now, when Paul says to all that love God, that's another way of saying to all that know and love the Lord Jesus Christ. And when he says uh, that we're to be uh, surrendered to the purposes of God, what he means is that we're to give our agenda to Him so that He can work out His purpose, which is, according to verse 29, conforming us to the image of Christ. So if we are saved and surrendered, then we can claim Romans 8.28. Romans 8.28 is not for the heart in rebellion against God. Romans 8.28 is meant for those who love God and who are seeking to put Jesus first in their life. Now I want us to to look at this verse in several versions and notice the difference. King James says, all things work together for good to them that love God. God. Now notice that God is at the end of the King James Version. Now that's not a wrong translation, but some of the other translations I think get the emphasis a little bit better. Listen to what the the New American Standard says. God causes all things to work together for good. Did you notice the difference? King James has God at the end of the sentence And the New American Standard has God at the first of the sentence. Listen to the NIV. The NIV says, In all things God works for the good of those who love Him. Now, I do believe that the NIV and the New American Standard have caught the sense here. We we need to understand that God is at work, that God is the focus of these verses. Listen to what Dr. Ray Pritchard writes. He says, we will never properly understand this verse as long as we put God at the end and not at the beginning. In reality, God is there at the beginning. He is there at the, at the end and He is there at every point in between. The point is we must see the active involvement of God. What happens to us and to me is not the mechanical turning of some impersonal will. It is not fate or karma or luck. God is actively at work in your life. Now that's a great statement. To know that if I'm saved and I'm surrendered, that God is at work in my life. Now there are four things that Paul states in these two verses about the purpose of God for us. Number one, he says that it is good. So for a moment, let's just look at that word. All things work together for good. Now notice he doesn't say that all things that happen to us are good. It says that God is at work to accomplish a good purpose in our life. Now God's purpose is good 
regardless of what our senses tell us. Sometimes it may not feel good. Sometimes it may not look good. But we have to trust that God is at work behind the scenes working out His good purpose, which is what? Verse 29, to conform us to the image of Jesus. So, my dear friend, let me just drop this in your heart today. From God's perspective, anything He allows to come into our life which makes us more like Jesus Christ is good. So, my dear friend, whatever set of circumstances you're walking through may not feel good, may not seem good. In fact, it may even be hurtful. But if you're saved and you're surrendered, hey, none of that is a surprise to God. And His long-term plan for your life is to make you like His Son. God bless you today.